This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. It's Monday, October 18th. This week, we're bringing you a series of stories on housing in Kansas City. Later in this episode, we'll hear how residents are coping with rising rents. But first, I'm here with Lisa Rodriguez. She's KCUR's news director and my boss. And we're going to tell you more about why we're zooming in on housing. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Nomi. So why are we doing this series? Housing and particularly affordable housing and the lack of it in Kansas City has been an issue that has come to the forefront, not only in the last year, but certainly has been exacerbated in the last year, but in the last few years. And it's something that's happening not just in Kansas City, but across the country. And what what makes it interesting and, and particularly important here is that it has everything to do with how this city is built and how it has developed and, and who has the opportunity to um, to own homes, to find housing, who doesn't have that opportunity and and this this shortage of affordable housing. And so we really wanted to um, to be able to explore a bunch of different sides of that issue because there are so many um, issues to tackle when it comes to the under the broad umbrella of housing and affordable housing. And lack of housing. So what topics are we hoping to cover with this series? So we're we're kicking off this week and you'll and you'll hear it a little bit later today with a look at rent in Kansas City. For a long time, Kansas City built itself as an affordable place to live. That was one of our biggest lines to recruit people to come to this city, to recruit entrepreneurs to this region, saying, hey, you can do everything you're doing in Silicon Valley, but we can do it and you can and you can pay your rent here. And we're finding in increasingly that that is less and less true. Um, we're also looking at kind of the barriers of homeownership. Once you do own a home, how sustainable is it for you to maintain that home? Um, and what kind of barriers are popping up in different regions of the of the city? And is that fair? Um, we'll, we'll also tackle uh, what Kansas City and, and different regions of Kansas City are doing to tackle this, the lack of housing for people, to tackle this unhoused population, especially as we head into winter months. It's been a big debate in local politics, but we've not seen a lot of action. So those are just a couple of the things that we're tackling, but there's there's way more than that. You'll have to check it out this week. So who is working on this series with us? So this is part of a collaboration that we have been embarking on with different nonprofit newsrooms in Kansas City. So you'll see stories from KCUR reporters. You'll also see stories from Kansas City PBS, from the Kansas City Beacon, from Startland News as well. And so the idea there is that we all have kind of our, our own beats, our own areas that we focus on. And let's let's let each other be experts on those different specialties and do more as a group than any one of our organizations could do by our by ourselves. What are you hoping people will get out of this series? I hope that people will leave with a better understanding of what are the real pressure points that we've got to address? What can what can individuals do to to better talk about this problem, to better talk to their um, local government officials about this issue, and to kind of better understand what's happening in your neighbor's backyard or even further than that. It's easy for us to really live in our own little bubbles in this city and and in any city, I imagine, but to come away with a greater understanding of of what your neighbor's dealing with on the other side of the state line, on the other side of the city, um, and kind of what factors into to where we are today, what, what led us here. 
Lisa Rodriguez is KCUR's news director. Thanks, Lisa. Anytime. That was KCUR News Director Lisa Rodriguez. If you'd like to read more of our housing stories, including some from our partners at The Beacon, Flatland, and Startland, visit kcur.org. We'll be right back after a message from our supporters. At UMB Private Wealth Management, a part of UMB Bank, your story is our focus. UMB works closely with you to tailor a plan that meets your goals through every stage of life and changing economic climates. UMB's customized financial planning services and resources help you accumulate, preserve, and protect wealth, giving you peace of mind about your future. UMB, everything we do starts with you, from our high-touch service to our robust suite of wealth management products. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today, our story comes to us from Real Humans by Gina Kaufman, another podcast from KCUR's studios. Gina takes a look at just how much and how quickly rent has gone up in Kansas City and the impact that's had on renters and the city as a whole. When I first started renting an apartment in Kansas City in 1999, No one in my friend group, mostly artists working service industry jobs, paid more than $4.25 a month. And most of us lived alone. Cheap rent was Kansas City's main attraction. Seattle had coffee. California had good weather. New York had the most exciting jobs. And Kansas City had $400 apartments. What people now pay to share spaces with roommates It hurts my brain. And that's not because I don't understand the kind of market forces that push up rent. What doesn't quite compute is when exactly this happened. It felt like rent was affordable, then it wasn't. I'm also worried about how the average renter makes up the difference and how it changes Kansas City if they can't. The other week, I got on Twitter and invited folks to play a game with me. Tweet me what you paid for your first rental in the metro. Almost 100 people shared their stories, and not surprisingly, they revealed a pretty clear pattern. Rent has gone way up in the city market in Columbus Park and the crossroads, but it's also climbed even more dramatically across midtown neighborhoods. A two-bedroom in Westport went for $8.50 in 2013, more like $9.50 correcting for inflation. You'd be hard-pressed to find a similar apartment now for under $1,300. A two-bedroom house in East Brookside rented for $350 in the late 1990s, more like $600 today. Renting a similar home now costs closer to $1,500 a month. A one-bedroom in Volcker right off West 39th Street went for $500 in 2011, just one decade ago. Even with inflation, that's just $620 today. An available unit in the exact same building is currently listed for $950. Across most of Midtown, rental rates appear to have doubled in just the last decade. And just about every unit I saw cost more than $800. Where could you go, I wondered, for under $800 a month? 
So I expanded my search. I scoured the metro listings. And I realized that a place in that budget is nearly impossible to find in Kansas City. We're not just talking about a minimum square footage or specific neighborhood. We're talking rentals of any size in any neighborhood. I think a lot of people's knee-jerk reaction when they hear about increasing rents in the city, it's like, oh, it's downtown, it's crossroads. These are pockets of the city where it's really expensive to rent. I'm like, that's not the story. That's Erin Royals at the University of Missouri-Kansas City Center for Neighborhoods. I know where people have been experiencing huge increases in their cost of living, and it's not downtown. It's not the crossroads. It's on the east side. Erin has a master's in urban planning, and she's in the process of getting her Ph.D. in geography. She says what's happening in Kansas City can be explained by a gap between what an area currently is worth and what it could be worth. Capital is always going to go where it can make the most profit. There's not a lot of opportunity to make a ton of money downtown anymore. It's like maxed out. But the further east you go, that gap gets bigger and bigger. Data from market analysts at Cushman and Wakefield corroborates what she's saying. Not only is rent going up, but the people seeing the biggest rent hikes are the ones who can least afford it. Rent in Kansas City went up 6% overall from the second quarter of 2020 to the second quarter of 2021. According to Matthew Nevinger, who specializes in the Kansas City market at Cushman and Wakefield, that's basically unheard of. 6% metro-wide, like I said, I ran those numbers multiple times. It made my eyes pop. In Kansas City, you know, normal annual rent growth would run 2 to 3%. If you zoom in on eastern Kansas City, the data's even bleaker. Over the same time period, rent increased by 13.1% in eastern Kansas City. But are people making more money there or just paying more rent? To find out, I asked Matt to grab data for wage growth. All right, let me get in here. Okay, uh, they've gone through the first quarter of the year. Your wage growth is up 4.8%. 4.8% wage growth. That's nowhere near how much rent went up on the east side. Remember, that was 13.1%. 12 months earlier, <laughs> your rent in East Jacks or in Independence in East Kansas City was $791 per unit, which was the lowest in the metro area. And now it's all the way up to $895. So that's a substantial jump. Young people tend to compensate by divvying up rent among roommates. That doesn't work for everyone. Take, for example, Pat Lucas. I don't want to live with nobody, okay? I want my own place. At 67 years old, she's retired from a long career working various security jobs, notably at the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City. Pat, known to everyone in her building as Miss Pat, has lived in the same apartment on Armour Boulevard in Holmes for 17 years. But she and a number of other residents just got notice that they have to move out, and soon. New ownership plans to rehab the property, and once it's been renovated, Pat says her apartment's rent will jump from $650 a month to more than $1,000 a month. So she's searching for a new apartment. 
and she says she would have a hard time affording rent over $700. I guess 700 would probably be it, but it, it would be pushing, pushing my limit on stuff because, you know, there are times when, I mean, sometimes with my medications, if I say take two a day, I take it once a day. That's just to save money. It's not just money that's at stake. Pat, who walks with a cane, watches her small granddaughter for part of the week. Knowing her neighbors has made that duty feel easy and safe. Starting over somewhere else, she'll have to rebuild that sense of comfort that comes from familiarity and belonging, which makes me think again of my question. How do renters make up the difference, and how does Kansas City change if they can't? According to 30-year-old Wilson Vance, who grew up in a small midtown apartment with her mom, Kansas City won't be recognizable if this keeps up. She's an organizer for the housing rights group KC Tenants. I am like the quintessential townie. I was a barista. I was like a service industry worker from the age of, you know, 16 to 26. In her 20s, she thought maybe she'd like to try living in another city. But when she visited big cities on the coasts, she saw prohibitively expensive apartment buildings that all looked identical to one another, with tenants who looked pretty similar, too. I would come back here and I'd be like, well, damn, at least it's not like that in Kansas City. And then I started seeing it happen in my own city, in my own neighborhood. And two years later, I was priced out of my home of 10 years. Eventually, her mom got priced out of the building she grew up in as well. And now Wilson's worried it'll keep happening. So I live at Armour in Kenwood. And so I'm witnessing this every single day. I'm driving past the construction, and every single time I drive past those orange cones, I know that it means I'm going to get priced out. What she fears is not being able to stay. What she wants is simple and crushing. I want to die here. I want to grow old in Kansas City. I mean, I'm scared, I'm angry, but I'm also just so sad. If you'd like to hear more of Real Humans with Gina Kaufman, you can find it at kcur.org, on NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Kansas City Today. This podcast was produced by Byron Love and Mackenzie Martin and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. You can find more of our work at kcur.org or catch Kansas City's NPR station live on the radio at 89.3 FM. Tomorrow, we'll continue our series on housing in Kansas City with a story about how housing code violations often impact the most vulnerable people. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon.